When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going, but there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. Welcome back to another episode of Betches Brides. I'm your host, Fallon Carter. Today, I am reading another bride guide. This is to help you navigate planning a wedding solo dolo. But even if you do have a planner, these are just some great tips and tricks that I use when working with our couple. So this is really important to me because it's it's um, my favorite thing. Contracts. As many of you know, I was a political science major. So law is in my heart. And I love a contract and I love reviewing a contract and I love updating my contract. But today I'm going to walk you through some of the things that you need to make sure all of your vendor contracts are up to date. They have everything that you need because if you've been listening to a recent episode, there was a bride who didn't have a contract with her venue. (gasps) The plot thickens. So let's get started without further ado. The first thing that you want to make sure that you have in your contract are the vendor details. Now, I'm talking all contracts, broad strokes here, all of them, everybody. You want to make sure, one, you have a contract with every single vendor. I don't even care if it's a friend, homie, lover, homie, lover, friend. Is that? Anyway, it needs to be in writing. So you want to make sure you have your vendor details outlined. Um, in the contract. So in the contract, that means you want names, their address, their phone number, email addresses, everything needs to be accurate and up to date. You also want to understand services that they're providing. So each contract should clearly outline any specific details or services that they're providing, whether it's photography, whether it's they're providing hair and makeup, really make sure that every single service that they said they're providing is clearly outlined and as detailed as possible. Also, the date, time, and location. Do you know how many times I have worked with couples and the vendor is like, oh, I thought the wedding was this date. And I'm like, how sway? So make sure that the date, the time, and the location always are staying up to date. Triple check quadruple check. Make sure this does not read if you're, especially if you're not having a Saturday wedding. If you're having a Friday or a Thursday wedding, make sure everyone knows what date of the week your wedding is. Okay. Understand cancellation and refund policies. Do you get money back? Do you not get money back? What happens if you cancel? What happens if they cancel? All those unforeseen circumstances, make sure they're clear 
and they make sense to you and that you're okay with them. Delivery and setup. This is major key, especially for venues. Understand exactly when you're able to access the venue, like delivery and setup for rentals, understanding what time they're going to bring those elements and how those impact your run of show. The duration of services. This is also really important other than understanding when things will be delivered and set up and brought. It's also really, really important to understand when will your services begin. So specifically for a videographer or a photographer, do you have eight hours of coverage? Do you have 10 hours of coverage for a DJ? Is he going to be on for the ceremony and or she? Because there's some lady there's some lady DJs out there to be bopping for the lady DJs. Are we going to have um, DJs playing for four hours or five hours and make sure that whenever you're looking at separate contracts, like specifically for your venue and maybe the rental company and your and your DJ, that the line item or the times line up and that they're succinct and they make sense. That's really, really important. So duration of services, making sure that's really clear. Expectations. I think menu items is something that comes to mind. So I'm expecting canapes to be served or I expect water to be served and maybe sparkling wine to be served at the ceremony. Whatever your expectations are, unless you see them in writing, they are just your expectations your and your assumptions. So until they're physically put down on a contract, they only mean something to you. They have to be communicated to the other party and to be put in writing. So make sure your expectations of how many floral arrangements there will be, um, how many pictures you get back. It's rare that a photographer now actually says, I'm going to give you 1,200 pictures. They give you so many, but it's really making sure that you understand clearly what, what you envision is being clearly explained on your contract. After your, I'm gonna, I'm scrolling down, scrolling through my notes, scrolling through my notes, duration of services, expectations, customization. So if you're like, hey, I want to add to a menu or to like your caterer, I wanna customize the oyster package or the seafood raw bar package with only this specific oyster, or we wanna customize our bar package with this wine and this spirit. Make sure those specifications are clearly outlined in your contract and proposals and invoices. Um, So that way there are no questions on which wine is the wine. Overtime charges. This is if a vendor has to work later. So let's say you guys decide to, you're having a rager and your party's going and you're like, I don't want this thing to end. What happens if your vendor has to go and now work an extra hour for our planning team? What if we have to stay on and work two more hours because now now loadout has now been pushed back? Really understand what happens if you guys extend your time on the day of the event, 
how much are extra hours of coverage for photography? How much extra is it for your planning team to stay? If your catering team needs to stay an hour and push out loadout, what does that mean? If your rental company now has to <laughs> and now has to come later, what does that mean? Because all of these things, just because yes, you're adding one hour are or one or two hours, it's labor fees that have already been negotiated. So we would have to rework and we jigger some things. So something to consider. When it comes to the plant-based eating debate, there's more to consider than just healthy or unhealthy. Of course, we want to eat things that make us feel good and generate energy to keep us going. But there's also a major environmental component that drives a lot of people to a plant-focused diet. But you don't have to give up some of your faves entirely. Impossible Foods makes meat from plants. They're solving the meat problem with more meat. By creating delicious meat from plants that's better for you and the planet, Impossible lets you enjoy some of your favorite meaty products with a plant-based twist. Ground beef, homestyle meatballs, sausage patties, all made from plants. And that's just a few of their delicious and versatile options. No more tension between craving meat but not wanting to eat so much of it or sacrificing your carnivorous faves for your health. Indulge in nutrient-packed, plant-based goodness and feel good doing it. Check out impossiblefoods.com to see how you can help solve the meat problem with more meat. That's I-M-P-O-S-S-I-B-L-E-F-O-O-D-S.com. In the market for investment-worthy bags, watches, and fine jewelry, Rebag is the answer. Rebag is a luxury resale platform where each piece is carefully inspected by experts to ensure quality and authenticity. Use Rebag to buy and sell finds from the world's top brands, including Louis Vuitton, Chanel, and Cartier. Head to Rebag.com and get up to 15% off your first purchase as a member with code REBAGNEW. Shop today at Rebag.com. That's R-E-B-A-G.com. And use promo code REBAGNEW for up to 15% off your first purchase as a member. Insurance and liability. Mm. A lot of venues now require even the planner, myself, to have an insurance um, policy. So make sure that all of your vendors have insurance. Um, so a lot of ven venues will require every vendor to provide a care of insurance, which is a COI. And making sure that they have those things available is really, really helpful. So understand liability, if you guys have to have, you guys as a couple will need to provide um, health, not health insurance, Lord, if you guys will need to provide any insurance, um, something to consider. Meal and dietary requirements. Um, this is specifically for catering or a venue that has in-house catering. If you have specific requests, sometimes if it's a cultural wedding or we need to have a kosher meal, or we have um, a special request for maybe an all vegan menu type of thing. Sometimes having that, not sometimes, you definitely want to have that conversation with your venue or your catering company um, to make sure that they can understand what needs to be provided. And if they need to outsource that to someone else, we need to know about it. Um, but make sure it's really, really clear about any specific meal or dietary requirements that you guys have and that's outlined in your contract. Same for alcohol and beverage services, especially if they're 
if they need to be provided by a third party, make sure that that's clear. But if there's alcohol and beverages in house or you're working with your catering, make sure you understand how many hours of coverage it will be and make sure you understand if you're paying on consumption, if you're paying on uh, just a package rate per person and all of those things. Speaking of specifically for catering and alcohol, when it comes to guest count, just a pro tip is when you go into contract, don't contract at the exact number of guests you anticipate. Contract on the amount of guests you know will be in the room. So it's like if COVID happened again, who's your essentials? Like who were the people that will actually show up to the wedding? For example, if you're expecting, you're like, I'm inviting 200 people. Just because you're inviting that many people, do not contract on your catering or your food and your your beverage services for 200 people. I would say go in at 150 and ask them what happens if you need to increase and change those numbers. Don't contract on how many invites you're sending out. Only contract on the people that you know will physically be coming based on like your family count. Like, oh, I know Auntie Cheryl going to be there. Oh, I know my mama's going to be there. Count those people. That's what you should contract for. But make sure your venue is aware that it could go up to 200, but you only want to put a deposit down on the 175 because it's a lot easier to increase numbers than it is to remove them. So make sure that's really, really clear and you're having conversations with your venue and your beverage departments or vendors to make sure that they understand where you want to scale, but where you want to lock in numbers at. So you're not held liable for anyone that doesn't show up. Permits and licenses. And this is huge for venues that don't have caterers and you and you have to bring in catering specifically for like a liquor license and any permits that you might need to build a tent if we're doing a private estate wedding, there's sometimes permits we have to get with the state to build certain things um, to make sure that they're up to code and that they have special fire things going. So really understand what permits live within your area. Always ask your venue if there are any specific permits or licenses they require from the vendors that work in the space. Vendor subcontracting. So when you're working with a vendor... You really want to inquire if they are subcontracting out. And this is something I inquire with my caterers because sometimes they will subcontract out labor. So I really want to make sure that their staff, I have clear expectations of my staff for catering services and how people get served and kind of the level of experience of a catering catering server is it will make or break your guest experience. So you want to make sure that they have fine dining experience, but that's something that I think about. But anyway, (laughs) making sure you understand if you're hiring your vendor, is that vendor going to show up or is there going to be another vendor that they have subcontracted this project to that they're going to be bringing to your doorstep? Um, So just make sure you know exactly what's happening, who's coming, and that you're comfortable with the next steps and moving forward. Termination clauses understanding if either party needs to terminate the contract for any unforeseeable reason, what are the consequences for terminating what happens next? 
Force majeure, this is also a, definitely a clause you want to understand. Natural disasters, if COVID happens again, if you live in a place that maybe has tornadoes or if you're planning a wedding specifically during hurricane season, you really want to have a clear understanding of what happens between you and the vendor if the wedding needs to be canceled due to just kind of nature and life. Dispute resolution, how, if there is an issue, how will we kind of navigate that? I know in my clause, I have a, um, in my contract, I have like a harassment clause that if for some reason my client is yelling at me or like cursing at me or not being very gentle or kind, I'm able to give them a warning. And if they continue on, then I'm able to terminate the contract. So understanding what happens if there's a dispute and if you guys are not seeing eye to eye vendor client relationship, what happens and when do you move to litigation and next steps? Make sure the contract has vendor responsibilities that clearly outline what the vendor is responsible for. Um, specifically for like a venue or catering that the caterer is responsible for cleaning up um, and removing all the equipment from the venue, um, making sure it's really you really have a clear understanding of what the vendor is responsible for and what you as a client might be responsible for outside of that contract. Document everything. I would. I want to close out with that saying, anytime I have a phone call with a vendor, I always follow up an email to say, thank you so much for your call. This is what we discussed. And I think it's really, really important because a lot, I'm a phone person. I love hopping on the phone. But when I'm working with our couples, I find that it's so much easier to keep everything in email. So that way we can always reference it at any given time. And also keeping in mind that when you're working with some of these vendors, your point of contact isn't the only one that is going to be helping with the project. So it's really important to keep communication written, keep the contracts organized so that at any given point, anyone from the project can kind of pick it up. But these are all my tips and tricks and questions to ask or things to make sure outlined in your contracts. Happy planning. <laughs> hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. I love getting your emails because they're always so right on. And this is like, you guys have no idea how they make me smile. And I'm also able to just hear from you and really know that I'm helping you by giving you an answer. So 
With that said, please continue to email us at bridesatbetches.com. We'd love to get your questions and I'd love to hear from you. And please, please, please. Also, you can go to the Betches Brides account on social and Instagram. You can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Slide in our DMs. Send us DMs. Send us comments. We want to hear from you. All right. So thank you all for what this is. The, I'm reading an email now. Thank you for all your wedding advice and guidance. I have a sticky situation on my hands. Our videographer has ghosted us. <gasps> we are one month out from our wedding and have yet to hear from our videographer regarding timelines, services, shot lists, et cetera. Our coordinators have tried to track him to no avail. We signed a contract with him last year and paid a $500 deposit for videography services at our wedding. Within the past few months, I was doing some additional research on him and found multiple reviews that he ghosted couples after shooting their weddings. Not a great sign. We are coming up on our final payment being due, but he has yet to respond to us. There is a clause in our contract for failure to provide services, but my question is, how do we take action? The internet says contact an attorney, but we are only out $500 and I can't imagine what an attorney would cost might just be a wash. However, it makes me angry to think that he just stole our $500. While I know you can not provide legal advice, I'm wondering if you can provide any examples of breach of contract from a wedding vendor and what steps to take. Mm, Yeah, if, um, hmm, because I can't provide you with any legal advice, but if you can't get in contact with them, I do believe that you've just lost your $500. But I will say, um, not, and I'm not laughing, not laughing. It's, um, this is unfortunate. And I've, I have worked, I haven't worked with a vendor that's ghosted me yet. This is, this is the first I'm hearing of this. Other than a, having a lawyer come into play and to sue them for it, or going to reach out to the couple's, who also have said that he's ghosted them to see if you guys can come together and do like a group lawsuit. Um, that would be my initial thing, like to reach out to other people to say what happened, see what happened. But at the end of the day, yeah, I think you're just going to have to make it a wash. A lawyer will probably cost you definitely more than $500, but you could sue for, um, this is why having those details of their address and everything is keeping that up to date is really, really important. So if you have those details, you can, I would say at least consult with a lawyer and ask what your options are and see if that's, see if you could reap any additional money from like an inconvenient standpoint. If you've read that he's done this to other people, then he's doing it to you too. And he got away with $500. It is unfortunate, but I don't, I think you should just focus on trying to find another videographer that won't ghost you and keep it moving. I love you and I wish you the best. All right, we've got another email. Hi, Fallon. Thank you so much for this podcast. As a 2023 bride, I have found the wedding industry to be overwhelming and filled with a lot of noise. Thankfully, your podcast is filled with realistic, empathetic, and tangible advice, which I very much appreciate. 
I just finished listening to the latest episode, How Much Should I Tip My Vendors, and have a follow-up question. My wedding is taking place at a restaurant's venue space in New York City. The venue is also providing the bar, catering, tables, chairs, silverware, etc. In our contract, there is a line item for a 23% fee on top of our food, beverage, and venue rental, and tax. The contract says while our service staff is well compensated with a 23% operations fee and no gratuities required, should you desire a gratuity for the staff, may be added at your discretion. Is it standard or expected for the bride and groom to tip on top of fees like this that are already included in the invoice? I'm not trying to be cheap and fully support staff getting compensated for their work, but I'm working hard to keep our not unlimited budget in check. Thanks so much in advance. All right. I love this question because this is a question I often ask myself. That 23% fee that is on top of your food and beverage is an administrative fee. And that is the fee for the person to answer all your questions, to go back and forth, to do all the things. So that is their operations fee to manage this project. And that's similar to what wedding planners charge if you're working with a full service planner. I charge a percentage on all the contracts I manage as as somewhat of an administrative fee. I'm gonna have to talk to them, I'm gonna have to negotiate with them, I'm gonna have to go back and forth. You gonna change your mind on something, I'm gonna have to go back to them. So we charge to manage all the contracts that we work on. So this is sim- This is the same thing when you work with a venue that has everything in house, like a hotel or a restaurant, that administrative fee covers the human who's answering all your questions and going back and forth, okay? That is not gratuity. But if this, I generally ask for these venues. I'm like, hey, is gratuity included? Generally, everyone is well compensated. And what they're saying, you can read as a gratuity for the staff may be added at your discretion. So then I would ask them how many staff members they have that are serving the wedding. Generally, I would, I, I would suggest staffing the people who are pouring the wine Tip the people who are serving out your meals, like your front front of house staff is the people who I would probably give a little cushion to. And also your bartenders, I would tip them a little something just as a thank you. But she's saying they are well compensated, but compensated doesn't mean tipped. So I would even go as far as to say like, is, is there a chef? Is there a kitchen? I would treat this as a normal thing. I wouldn't be... Normally for your catering, you're tipping a percentage on the food and beverage cost, not the operations fee of this 23%. So when you look at your full, what they call a banquet order, a BEO, look at how much the cost of your food and beverage is. You can either give a lump sum percentage on that, choose your adventure there, or you can look at the staff count, how many chefs, how many kitchen staff, how many bussers, how many, all the people that are working the event, tip them directly so that you know that the money is going to them. That would be my suggestion if you're thinking about it. And if it's on your heart to tip, always tip. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? 
Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDIC. We got a question. All right. I'd love to get your perspective on a new issue that has come up in my wedding planning. I'm getting married at a winery and my good friend is getting married at the same venue. Oh, good for you. It's been great having her perspective as she is just a few steps ahead of me in the wedding planning process. My friend recently went to her food tasting for the venue and noticed that the Arbor Arch in front of which we are all getting married is bare. It used to be full of greenery and most couples would opt to lightly decorate it with flowers and or drapery because it did not need excessive decorations with such beautiful natural greenery around it. She heard from another bride doing a tasting at the same time that the arch greenery was removed by the venue on purpose. My friend asked the venue about this afterwards and they told her that they needed to remove the greenery to repair the arch and that they do not have future plans to replant greenery. We were both so pissed and I sent our venue a similar email. They gave me basically the same answer. I was mad that they didn't outright tell us about this and that I heard it from another bride. They did not address this in their response to me. The venue basically said that it is within their rights in the contract we signed to make alterations to the venue without informing us or without our consent. We feel stuck and don't know what to do. The lack of greenery seriously changes things for us and our respective weddings. We likely will need to take from our floral budget to address this new issue in the decorating. I plan to meet with my florist soon to discuss it with her. Regardless, we don't know if we should push the issue with the venue and we are afraid this will piss them off ahead of our wedding. They aren't budging, although my friend has straight up asked if there are ways for us to be compensated for this change. Do you have any suggestions for how to address this with our venue? Is this a lost cause and should we just suck it up and keep the peace? whiny bride (laughs) in a world of all the issues that you're probably experiencing with your wedding I would say this is not one to lose sleep over understanding how greenery does especially if it's natural greenery that grows on it it was probably weighing down the arch and the arch was probably going to fall over at any minute and if their contract specifically states that they do not have to keep you posted about any changes or consent or any of that that's kind of the luck of the draw a lot of times these things happen there are unforeseen changes enhancements to a venue especially when I'm working at an art gallery and I don't know are they going to be hanging something bright and red and our color palette was neutral like all of these things will change and if your contract states that they don't have to let you know about that usually what I When I'm walking through a venue, my first question is, are there any changes that you foresee happening within the next year? And this is for those that are still searching for their venue, right? I also ask about what's planted. I ask about the greenery. I ask about any additions to the space and always inquire about any unforeseen challenges. I also like to come with the perspective of, specifically for our whiny bride here, Lean into this as an opportunity to actually have an arbor that speaks to you as opposed to the arbor that everyone else has used. So I'm very much like a cup is like always half full. I'm like, yeah, I could cry about it, but it's probably going to be dope. Like it's probably actually going to be even better than I expected. And I think having that perspective in this manner or in this situation is going to help you. 
don't lose sleep all over this. Do not press the venue. Because also I come from the place of as a vendor, understanding all the other weddings that they're doing and all the other things that they have to do to maintain a venue. Me telling them that they need to fix this arch because I had my heart set on it. it sure, I can fight that fight, but they probably really do not care. Their life is full of other stuff that they re that's really more important. Probably if you told me that the food and beverage is terrible and it had bugs in it, then I would say you could fight them. But removing the greenery from the arch because they needed to fix the arch, I, I can't help you there. I would say, <laughs> I was like, I would definitely go to your florist and say, hey, this is, this is something we've got here. How do we now use the budget we currently have to make this the best arch that they've ever seen? And how do we make this so that this arch is so outstanding that every bride is going to use our pictures for inspiration? I think that's the focus to have when moving forward in this situation. Take it as a, all right, cool. I get to be artistic. I get to be creative. I get to try something new and let the venue know it's unfortunate and keep it pushing. All right, guys. I think that's it for this week's episode of Betches Brides. I hope. I'm always hopeful that it's helpful, but I know that it's helpful. At the end of the day, read your contracts. Make sure you understand every single line item, that you know exactly what's happening. If you don't understand anything, especially a force majeure, because I'm always like, what does that even mean? If you don't understand anything, always ask and seek clarity before you write your name on something and submit a deposit. Also, Always consider that it's going to be better than you ever dreamed. All right, that's it, guys. You guys can follow the show at Betches Brides on Instagram. You can follow me at Fallon Carter Events. Please be sure to rate, review, and follow the show on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you're listening now. We'll have new episodes every single Monday. Please be sure to subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Thank you so much for listening. Until death do us part. Batches.